This is the opening market podcast for Wednesday on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? All right, now we're seeing a little bit of a mixed bag. Well, corn market's pretty much unchanged. The wheat market's finding a little bit of a support due to some un- more unrest in uh, the Ukraine. And the bean market is kind of taking it on the brunt. It's down over 10 cents plus as the weather over uh, Brazil maybe is improving a little bit, at least in the eyes of the trade. They've got some pretty good rains overnight, local amounts one to two and a half inches plus. They're seeing the coverage of areas over an inch were maybe around 20, 25%, but you are seeing some pretty good rains. Some of the weather guys would say there's more rains coming down the line, and hence, Mark, you're seeing a little bit of pressure on the beans. Lastly, I do need to make note the crude oil market. It is down hard. It's down over $3, almost $3.50. That is in response to OPEC. OPEC Plus was supposed to have a meeting this weekend. There was a lot of people thinking they were going to cut production even more to drive the prices back up toward 80 plus. Um, That meeting was postponed here about an hour ago when that announcement came out, the crude market broke because everyone's reading that plain and simple as they cannot have a consensus. Are they, are they not going to cut production, which means they're probably not going to cut production and hence the crude oil dry being broken hard. And that might spill into the grain market today as well. Jim, for this weekend schedule, there are no markets tomorrow close for Thanksgiving. There is some limited trading on Friday. So does that make you think anything is going to happen one way or the other today as people get ready for this long weekend? Well, I think what you're seeing is a little bit of uh, a little bit of positioning in front of it. I think that's probably definitely what's going on with the bean market. This market has been the beans the last couple weeks have been very volatile as we're trading one weather forecast to the other. And if you look at it, Mark, the forecasters, I look at a couple different weather forecasts, look at probably too many to be quite honest. And they have a little bit diverge of what's actually going to happen in December. Some seem to think that we're going to see a little bit more of a pattern change, a little bit more normal weather, which would be obviously bearish. Other people say, look, We've got some rain. We're going to turn dry again, a little bit of rain, and then we're going to turn dry again, and heat comes right back, which is obviously bullish. So I think you're just seeing some risk off because, like you said, we do trade just a half a day on Friday. A lot of the take that off. But we could get some volatility because the December options these on the corn, the meal, the oil, the wheat, any of the December options all expire on Friday as well. So that could lead to a little bit of volatility today and even more volatility on Friday, even though it's a light trading day. Jim, when you look at the other world events that are taking place right now, of course, anytime there is conflict, there's going to be upheaval and I guess a lot of questions about what could take place in the marketplace. Have we gotten any more clarity on kind of how grain is moving in the Russia conflict right now or any of those other world events that are causing, I guess, just turmoil right now? Right now, it's uh, on the Russian conflict with Ukraine. The reality is there's been a couple strikes. Russia hit a boat, killed a person with a boat with a missile. There's reports I saw uh, Odessa was hit again last night. So Russia does continue to attack the Ukrainian ports. But in general, amazingly enough, you know, there is definitely a resiliency to get this product out because they continue to get the ships moved out of that Ukrainian corridor. And I think that's why the market, you'll see little blips up on the headlines of a rocket attack or on one of these ports, but you're not seeing anything sustainable because the market says, well, as long as the grain keeps moving its way out of, out of that country, it's going to make it on to, you know, it's going to be competitive with the rest of the world. Now, if that would change and all of a sudden they fear like you can't get boats in and boats out, that would be a dynamic change and you could see a reaction. On the energy side, a lot of people are surprised that, you know, we're not seeing the energy market rally with what's going on in the Middle East. But in general, it's been relatively contained. The oil is making its way out of the Straits of Hermuts. 
we actually producing more energy in the United States than we ever have before, believe it or not. And that is, uh, you know, kind of tempered some of the emotional aspect of what's going on in the Middle East. But if that would spiral out of control, if Iran, I believe, got involved and it really kind of became more of a regional conflict, then I think you would definitely see some risk premium come right back into the energy markets. Jim, what's taking place on the other side of the marketplace with the livestock? Well, right now, if you look at the cattle market, we had the cattle on feed report. It didn't have the earth-shattering movement that we did in the October report. It's more in a consolidation pattern. I think at the lower 175 level, hopefully we're going to find some support. I mean, we are placing more livestock, but the reality is you look at our herd in general, it's still very tight. The economy continues to chug along. The stock market continues to rally. We've had one heck of a rally here in the month of November. Now we got to see how the consumer spending goes, but if the consumer spending continues to be strong into the holiday season, that should be a little bit positive for the cattle market. Jim, something we talked about last week was the meeting between the president of China and President Biden from the United States and kind of what they might try to smooth over in terms of the relations between the countries. Any indication if they made any steps forward, any headway? And uh, I guess maybe that goal that we had talked about, is there going to be a chance that they could buy some protein from the United States? Well, right now, um, as far as now, there isn't anything specific. I don't think that had that that meeting had anything really like agriculture was in the forefront of the conversation. But by all accounts, it was a relatively positive meeting on both accounts. There was an export flash sale and export sales today that we actually sold 110,000 tons of soft red wheat to China this morning. So China it does continue to buy our product right now. Um, they don't need our pro- our pork and our beef at the moment. But if these re- um, you know, relations could kind of, you know, simmer down and get a little bit more uh, not so prickly, then hopefully we do see some demand uh, come from the Asian markets as well as any markets around the world. The export sales that we're used to seeing, you know, corn to Mexico, sometimes soybeans to China, is it then when there's a little bit of a different purchase like that wheat purchase for China or that corn purchase by Japan we saw last week, is that when your ears start to perk up just a little bit and think that it could be the start of a trend? Exactly. I mean, you're hearing the Mexico sale, that's routine business. When you see, uh, you know, selling wheat to China, they have bought a couple boatloads. They hadn't been, They there's rumors they were out doing it again. We hadn't seen it. Now they came in. Maybe this is a precursor. There was some rumors that China may be snooping around to buy some corn. No confirmation of it. But like I said, like you just pointed out, you start seeing so many of these different provi- uh, you know, buyers coming into our country that I think you got to you know, take that as a positive sign. The market is still very worried about what's going on in the Southern Hemisphere, Australia's wheat production. Uh, you know, the Argentina crop looks like it's off to a good start. The Brazilian bean crop's obviously struggling, but they can heal up if the weather cooperates. But on the other hand, if it doesn't cooperate, it could cause further problems. And then the delayed planting in beans, what it does for the corn market is it allows them to plant, it forces them to plant that safrina corn crop later than they like, and then it risks running out of water. And then you might recall a few years ago, we moved into a bull market because that's what happened is Brazil had a smaller corn crop simply because they ran out of water. So it's something we need to keep an eye on. And if you're seeing other buyers that traditionally don't buy from us and get a little bit more aggressive, that shows me that they're a little bit worried about being able to source it from maybe South America, and they're choosing to source it from us. So that would be very bullish prices, hopefully. Jim McCormick of agmarket.net, our guest here on Wednesday. Jim, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with agmarket.net for more marketing information? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. You can reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. 
If you'd like some information as well, sign up for our conference in Nashville coming up in February. Go to our, our website, agmarket.net. Going to be a lot of great speakers at that conference. Jim, thanks so much. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll speak again soon. Thank you, and everyone else have a happy Thanksgiving. That was Jim McCormick with agmarket.net. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn up two even at 472 even. January soybeans down nine and a quarter at 1368 even. December soybean meal up $1.80 at 461 even. December soybean oil down 72 cents at 5347. Chicago wheat up six and a half at 561 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat up five and a half at 621 and a quarter. Minneapolis spring wheat up three and a quarter at 720 and three quarters. December oats up two and a quarter at 360 and a quarter. On the Merck, December live cattle down 35 cents at 174.65. January feeder cattle down 92 cents at 227.40. December lean hogs up 25 cents at 68.42. December pork cutout down $1.42 at seventy nine eighty five, and Class 3 milk up $0.07 cents at sixteen forty seven. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>